It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. Welcome to our first show of 2022. Takes a while to keep that straight, doesn't it? We still want to write 2021 when we're writing the date. But uh, we're in a brand new year, and I do welcome you to the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And uh, well, today is our New Year's show. And uh, I always like to start the year out by just doing what we call resolutions, but I don't use that term because a resolution is something that uh, you say, well, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, unfortunately, we very seldom really follow through on those things. So I prefer to just say, this is what I need to do. Things that I need to establish in my life to make my life of better quality because that's my desire. But keep in mind, we do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that's the way we've done it now for 1,053 shows today. That's a lot of talking over a lot of years. But I thank God for the opportunity, and I pray that you will spend an hour with me this morning here on 94.1 while we just talk about the church. And we say about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. That's always been our theme from the very, very beginning. When I first started this show back in 2002, the theme has been the church. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. Now, this takes all kinds of forms. Normally, I have somebody here in the studio with me, and we're doing a great interview, which we've done many of those in the year 2021, and uh, we'll be doing more here in 2022. But today, it's just us, me and you, and as I say, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all here gathered together celebrating this glorious day that we refer to as a resurrection day. This is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and how that he victoriously came out of that grave after having defeated death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. And we go to our places of worship and there we proclaim our allegiance to him, our Lord and our Savior. And we say, Father God, thank you so much for allowing your only son to go to that cruel cross for the redemption of the sins of all mankind. Mm, that's good. I'm a pastor. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. Our services start today at 11.05, and uh, 
We are teaching, I say we, me, <laughs> a series of studies uh, called The Fundamentals of Spiritual Life, and we have been talking about the Holy Spirit before we took the little Christmas break, and we'll resume that, talking about how God uses the Holy Spirit to work in the lives of us individuals, thus advancing the kingdom of God. And so that's our topic. We'll be doing that this morning at 11.05, and I invite you to come and join us today. Uh, Our church is uh, just friendly folks. We love God, we love visitors, and we love the worship the Lord, and we love his word. And, uh, well, we have ministry for children and youth and for grown-ups as well. So 1105frcm.us. That's where you find us on the web. If you're heading down Capitol Circle, away from Mahan, heading toward Park Avenue, before you get to Park Avenue, just a little ways before, you'll see our sign on the right-hand side of the road, Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're in a storefront there. Your invitation to join us today at Freedom Road for our first Sunday service of 2022. (laughs) It takes a lot to say that, doesn't it? 2022. But that's where we are. Uh, January the 2nd, 2022. I hope you're doing well today. I hope you're being blessed. I hope that you enjoyed your Christmas season, the time of celebration of the birth of our Lord. But I think it's time for us now to get focused because we have work to do. We must be about the business of the king. And he told us that we should go to the world and proclaim the gospel, which is the good news of Christ Jesus and his accomplishments for the redemption of all humanity. And I believe that uh, we're in a day and age when the church needs to rise and, and be accounted for because, well, I see decline, and it concerns me when I see churches closing up and uh, the young not attending and Bible college is closing and having difficulty recruiting new pastors to pastor our churches. And these are all realities that we're dealing with now in the Christian faith. And it's very concerning to me. And I'm here on the radio just saying to us as a, as a, as a movement, as, as a people of God, we need to get focused. We need to get focused on what God is doing in this day and age. We're living in, as Scripture would say, I declare that I, I believe it is. Perilous times. He says we're in perilous times. But what does that look like? Well, <laughs> just look around. It don't take much to see it. We're definitely living in perilous times. This is when the love of many will wax cold and the uh, things of God are not the focus of the land. When I look at this, the thing that I point to first and foremost is the Word. When I say the Word, I'm talking about Scripture, I'm talking about the Bible, the Word of God, and people's 
uh, absence from it. And this is chronic. Yeah, I'm just being real here. If you were to go into any church, wow, and this, this sounds so negative, and, I, and I'm not really a negative person, but I am a realist. If you were to go into most churches today and say to the people, how many of you are consistent in your study and meditation on the Word of God? Do you read the Bible? I think you'd get a lot of no's. And that's a problem. Because you see, the Word of God is quick and powerful as as the Scripture declares that it is. And since it penetrates the heart and it focuses on the heart and it gives us inspiration and reality of who God is. And it helps us to grow in our daily walk. But yet, Many, many Christians are not faithful to the word. And I know in my own personal experience that I've had those times in my life when I would be absent for the word and there'd be a void in my heart. And uh, it's kind of like if you put gas in your gas tank and you're going to run for a while. And then there'll come that day when you hear that and then next thing you know, you're kind of coasting to the edge of the road, and uh, you, 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 you're done. Your, your car won't go until you put some more gas in it. Well, I believe the word and prayer is the gas. And if we're not refueling our soul and our heart with the word and uh, spending that time in the presence of God, then we're going to find ourselves sitting on the side of the road going, what's happened here? Well, the thing is, church, listen to me. We need to be in the Word. And I'm not talking about just a church. I'm talking about, as uh, the old song that says, the family Bible on the table. Not just for moms and dads, but teaching the children to be consistent in reading the precious Word of God. And I would imagine there are probably some who uh, would hear that song and say, oh, that's just old-fashioned. That's just old-fashioned stuff. Well, I'll tell you something. There's a lot of uh, good message in that song where it just talks about the family gathered together, reading the scripture, reading the scripture individually. It's powerful. Because you know what he said in the book, or in the song, he said, this whole world is full of trouble. And it is. It is. Tribulation. Tribulation simply means trouble. It says, much tribulation. And uh, we, we, a lot of times we gripe and grumble about the problems and uh, uh, we want to try to solve it in the political realm. Well, I do believe in voting and that sort of thing, but uh, if we're going to have victory in this society, 
It's when God's people get serious about their faith and exercising their faith. And a part of exercising their faith is being consistent in making the Word of God a part of your life. You can find this show today on the podcast. Uh, if you type in in your podcast or your, your device, Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee, and then it'll come up, and then there'll be all kinds of, a, of the daily broadcast and the talk shows there for you to listen and to enjoy. Now, you won't get all the music, but you'll get the content. And so uh, that's how you find it. And you can share it with a friend or whoever that you feel like that would benefit from uh, the, the words that come from uh, me, from I hope and pray the inspiration of Holy Spirit that would help me to speak words that would lift you up and encourage you in your faith. So podcast, you can find it there, show number 1053. Now, you might have figured it out by now that I like Southern Gospel music and I have for my entire life. Now, when I first started the talk show about almost 20 years ago, people would say to me, says, oh, you can't play that old music on the show. People won't listen. Well, I've been doing it for almost 20 years, and uh, people tell me they listen. <laughs> so anyway, I do a show on Saturday nights where there's no holds barred. We play Southern Gospel. We we got the twang. We got the steel guitars and the banjos and the mandolins and the fiddles, and we got it all. And great singers, 7 o'clock. Saturday night here on 94.1. On your radio dial, it's a Saturday night gospel sing with me, Pastor Jack King. And I'm inviting you to join me, and we'll just have a great time as we kick off a new year of great Southern gospel music. And while we're on that subject, tonight... Tonight, January the 2nd, 2022, at the American Legion on Lake Yalla Drive, it's the first Sunday night of the month, gospel sing, and tonight it is Keisha Parrish. Now, some of you may not know who she is, but I'm going to tell you, she's a young woman who just sings her heart out. And there is just such an anointing when she sings. She sang with her husband and her brother-in-law for years. The parish family, uh, great singers. But uh, right now she's singing solo. And wow, she was there just a few months ago. And I was there and it was just wonderful. So anyway, now you know. Keisha Parish at the American Legion tonight. The singing starts at 6.30, and you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, I have now shared that good information with you. Make sure that you help spread the word, and we'll have a great time tonight. I plan to be there at the American Legion for great Southern Gospel music on the first Sunday night 
of the month. Now let's move on to something else here. That um, I'm looking at a new year and I'm saying, what can we do to make our country better, to make our families better, to make our lives better? And uh, to me, family is so very, very important. But there's an element in family life that we have to examine. Because I hear this as I talk to people, and it saddens my heart, because I hear about families that are splintered because people refuse to forgive. I'll tell you something. Life is full of turmoil. There's conflict. And yes, people do things that they shouldn't do. But you see, if we hold a grudge, then we are violating the very basic fundamental of our fundamentals of who we are as Christians. Because our Lord and Savior showed us what it is to be a Christian, to be Christ-like. And that is, as he hung on the cross our Calvary, he looked out over that mass of people and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Now, they just beat him. They had taken him through a mock trial and accused him of things that he was not guilty of. They drug him up the hill until he stumbled and fell and they gave the cross to another man to carry it. And they took him up on Golgotha's hill and they took those nails and they hammered him through his hands and his feet. They hung him on that cross and then they raised that cross and let it thud. It fell in that hole, ripping and tearing his flesh. And he died there on that cross. But before he died, he said, Father, forgive them. That is the example that Jesus Christ set. And as a Christian believer, there is no possible way that we can be faithful to our cause and have unforgiveness in our heart. If you have a family member and you are at odds with that family member, you need to go to them. You need to fix this thing because it's detrimental to your health, to your family. It's detrimental to just people around you when there's unforgiveness in the room. It's like a a stench, and it needs to be corrected. But you see, the only way that a person truly can do that is in the spiritual realm, because flesh loves holding a grudge. Because you see, the flesh is dominated often by a spirit that's not of God. And if we're walking in our flesh, then we're following a spirit that's not of what we say we are as Christians because we're following after the, the, 
the demonic because it's it's in control. When there's unforgiveness, that's not of God. That's not of God. And so he said, if it's not God, then what is it? Well, there's only another one other force it could be. And that's allowing ourselves to be dominated by a force of darkness. So we have to fix it. But you say, well, Pastor King, how am I going to forgive this person? You don't know what they did. I don't have to know what they did. All I know is that we cannot allow it to separate us from God because it will. And the scripture tells us this, that we cannot come into the presence of God with unforgiveness in our heart. So how do you do it? Well, first of all, you have to recognize that it's spiritual. You have to know that. This is spiritual. And it will only be defeated in the spiritual realm. And it starts with confession. Father, I forgive my fellow human, be it brother or sister. And I'm talking about brother or sister in the larger sense, not just immediate family. But whoever it may be, I forgive. Now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. As soon as you say those words, the devil is going to jump all over you. And he's going to begin to accuse you. He's going to begin to tell you, no, no, no. You have not forgiven. And then you have to tell him, devil, you're a liar. You are a liar and a thief. And I refuse to fall prey to you. I confess. I forgive my brother or my sister. That's going to take a while because emotions don't just change overnight. But you see, with consistency, and we continue to make our confession and continually tell the devil that he's a liar and a thief, you'll begin to see the fruits of forgiveness. And it'll cease to be able to grip your heart and control you. And then it will come. It will come. And you'll feel the peace. You'll feel the, the lightness of the load. Because well, I'll tell you something. Family is important. I go to uh, extended effort for my family, both my family and my, my children, my wife, my, my brothers, my wife's family. And, and uh, I'm as concerned about us having a relationship with my wife's family as much as I am with my own family. We travel. We go to visit. We, we, we make sure that there's family get-togethers. And even in times that there have been strife in, in her family and my family. I said, honey, we're going to go ahead and, and plan these events and, and those who come will come and those who don't come won't come. We're not going to let them control it. And uh, it's amazing how with consistency you can begin to bring healing and harmony in a family. 
Families are important. And families are very much a part of the strength of this great nation. Listen to that's uh, Karen Peck and New River, and they're just thinking about being around the kitchen table and having breakfast together as the family and, and uh, dad leading the family in prayer and probably sharing a scripture. I don't know, but I, I well, actually, I do know. That's a that's a good thing. That's a very positive thing. And uh, you know, a lot of families don't sit at the table anymore. They just uh, like they eat food out of their lap. I, I, you know, I, I used to do that. And then one day I, I saw somebody else doing it, and I said, we're really eating off our belly? <laughs> I said, no, the Lord's blessed me with a, with a kitchen table or a dining room table. I'm going to use it, so. I've just made that change in in my life, and uh, I think it's been a positive change. But uh, just just the power of the family just gathering around the table and uh, having a meal together. I think it's a beautiful thing. So I'm encouraging us as a family. And, of course, uh, we need to go to church. And we need to go to church together as a family. Now, when uh, when our children were were small, growing up, and uh, we were blessed with four biological children that, that we raised in the home, and uh, <laughs> I tell you what, some Sunday mornings it was a ordeal to get us all to church, and my wife was very persistent. She wanted us to ride together to church. And, uh, of course, as a pastor, I wanted to go on ahead and, and uh, be doing things that pastors do to get ready for Sunday morning church. But that was her her request, and, uh, and I honored it. But uh, confusion. And, uh, we had four, like I said, four biological children. They're about two years apart growing up. And uh, it was just amazing how uh, much turmoil could be created in such a short period of time. And by the time you get to church, you're just frustrated. Well, the Lord gave me a cure. I love it when God does that. He just spoke to me. He said, this is what you do. And uh, so I told my family, I said, here's the deal. Saturday night, the clothes will be laid out for Sunday morning, and there'll be no deviation from it. In other words, what you say that you're going to wear on Sunday will be laid out there on the dresser or wherever we decide, hanging in the closet, shoes shined Saturday night, and we will inspect it. And uh, I started doing that. And I'd go from room to room and say, show me what you're wearing tomorrow. Have you tried it on? You know it fits. How's your shoes look? You got everything ready to get your hair done, that sort of thing. It just stopped the confusion. Now you say, Pastor King, that really worked. I'm telling you, ask my wife, it worked. And uh, got up on Sunday morning, had breakfast, and everybody went to the room. They put on what they had laid out. 
And if they say, well, I've decided, oh, no, no, nope, we're not going to change. <laughs> the time to change your mind was last night, not this morning, because we'll start this confusion all over again. Nope. You wear what you said you were going to wear, and that was the rule. And we got up, we got dressed, we went to church, we didn't have the confusion, and, uh, well, you know, we can find cures if we want to. And it worked for us. But we go to church. And, uh, well, I'm just a believer. I want to be in church on Sunday morning and because I need it. I need it for the fellowship. I need it for what I'm to receive from the Lord. I need to be together with my brothers and my sisters and my common faith to worship and to make my proclamation that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And so just get this picture in your mind. Loading the family up in the family vehicle, car, truck, van, whatever you drive, and uh, going to the house of God as a family. Just imagine that around the country, around the world. Well, the Chuck Wagon Gang, they have a cute little song about this, and I'm going to share it with you right now. I like the Chuck Wagon Gang. <laughs> I like them because they, they sing harmony with just the guitar. Now, I, I talked to one of the Chuck Wagon Gang members uh, one day at the Lighthouse Children's Home where they often come and they sing. And they said, now you'll hear instruments sometimes in the recordings, but those were put in. On the platform when they're singing, it's just harmony and the guitar. And I love their harmony. But anyway, I like that little song. It's just cute. It just gives us a mental picture of families getting in the vehicle, going to church together. And I gave you a little tip. If you're having a lot of strife and stuff going on, I, I gave you a tip on how to deal with the children. It'll work, but you got to be consistent about it. You see, I always said this. I said, say what you mean, mean what you say. That was always my saying about raising our children. I, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't have to say it twice. Uh, when I say it, I mean it. And my children, they knew that. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Don't say something stupid. Like, if you don't do it, I'm going to slap you into the next century. Don't be talking like that. Because you know you're not going to do that. And if you do, then shame on you. Don't say, don't say things that's not true. In other words, if you make a declaration to your children, make sure that it's, sound, something that you can follow through on, and then follow through. Do what you say you're going to do. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Well, that just has to do with consistency. Now, all of that was free. I'm just throwing that in. It's not a part of my, of my uh, things that I'm talking about tonight because we are in a new year, 2022. This is January the 2nd. 2022, and I always describe 
a new year. It's like fresh fallen snow. And you look out across there. Now, that's a little hard for some of you Floridians to grab that concept. I talked to my granddaughter the other night. She'll be 10 in January. She's never seen snow. <laughs> and I said, really? She said, no, I've never seen snow. I said, of course, and I grew up in Kentucky, so I, I know all about snow. <laughs> I said, you've never seen snow. Well, my, my former associate pastor, Brother Richard Joyner, who's my best friend, they took off to pastor church in Michigan. He was uh, uh, in his 20s. He'd never seen snow. Lived in Pensacola his whole life. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's hard for me to imagine. But anyway, like fresh fallen snow. No prints on it. It's there to be walked on or whatever impression we make on it. A new year is just like that, full of opportunities, but we want to make it the best we can. And so I'm just giving you some fundamentals here because one of the things that we desire is to have good health. Health is so important. And we know that when we allow grudges and unforgiveness and these type of things to live in our heart, it will affect your health. And um, you know, we're, we've been dealing with this COVID thing here now almost two years. And, uh, well, we want to do everything we can to help our bodies to be healthful or be healthy. But much of our health has to do with the spiritual aspect of who we are as well. And if we don't minister to that, then we open ourselves up to attacks in our bodies. And uh, I've, I've talked with people who God delivered them from uh, an unforgiving heart, and they say it was harmful. Years that I've held a grudge against somebody or something. It's harmful. Because the root of bitterness comes from the oppressiveness of the enemy. And he is the one who allows that to live and dwell in his ability to deceive us, to think, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it does. You see, we have to understand that we had a debt to pay because of our sin. But Jesus Christ paid that debt for us. And that becomes our example. In other words, he laid down his life for the sins of humanity so that we don't have to. He died. He died for us. How great the debt. That's the old past here on the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am your host. I'm Pastor Jack King. I've got just a few more minutes here left in the broadcast. We're talking about 2022, a brand new year. It's just spread out there in front of us. And uh, we want to make sure, but it's a good one. And I've just been 
cautioning us about some things, about just being in the word of God, making that a part of our daily life, that we don't miss a day, that we don't spend time in God's word, the importance of family and forgiving one another and, and, and working at the relationships, building relationships and making sure we don't allow the devil to rob us of those things. Church, going to church together as a family. Dad, don't don't fall into that trap where, honey, you take the kids to church in Sunday school. No, 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 you go with them. You be the priest of your family. You take your family to church and you sit there and hear the word of the ministry as it comes forth. And, uh, and then health, we, we're concerned about our health, but if we allow bitterness to be in our heart, it will affect your health. And that's why we have to have clean hearts as uh, it's been demonstrated to us by the Lord himself, which just brings us to the very important aspect of just love, loving one another, loving Father God, loving the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you think about how the scripture talks about us, how that he, he loved us when we were unlovely. And his great love for us, so strong and so intense that he, there on the cross, he declared his love for us and his granting of forgiveness. And how the scripture says that for God so loved the world, he loved the world that he gave his only. Isn't that pretty? How marvelous. My Savior's love for me. And that becomes the example. He loved us when we were unlovely. He loved us enough to die on the cross for us. So we should love our fellow man. And John said in his epistle, he says, how can we say we love God whom we have not seen if we can't love our fellow man whom we have seen? And we have to have forgiveness in our heart. Because you see, we have a work to do. God made that very clear to us, that we have the responsibility to be involved in the harvest of souls. Jesus said it. He said, the fields are white unto harvest. But where are the laborers? This is why I'm talking about the things that I'm talking about. He says, the church, the church, we're in perilous times, and it seems like the church is in decline. We need laborers in the harvest because people are dying and going to hell. So we need to be involved, and we need to be focused. Right. There's much work to be done. And uh, we have a new year that's before us. We can uh, do great things through Christ Jesus that strengthen us. But we have to be focused. We can't allow ourselves to be burdened by unforgiveness and things that would affect us and our effectiveness 
for the gospel. Father God, I pray. I pray, God, for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout this year, 2022. Father God, give us pure hearts to labor and serve. Father God, I pray over our churches today. I pray for our pastors. I pray, God, for the anointing to come forth from our pulpits. Father, I pray ahead about this radio audience. And Father God, I pray for peace around the world. And I pray for America. And I pray, God, for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.